Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Maybe. Here we go. Recorded live. I didn't do that. American girls and American guys. Always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died. He wanted my mother, my brother. My sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we can see clearly through our big black eye. And we lit up your world like a fourth of July. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this hybrid episode of Ragtag Radio and the Political Straight Talk. They're both being put together this evening because one was missed on Friday, and I generally don't like to miss, so we're doing a simulcast. So those of you from Political Straight Talk, hello. From those of you from Ragtag Radio, hello. I am your host, the political superman on both. Can't help it, I'm just that good. Now... A lot of you are wondering why I played that song, because as you know, we try to always lead into the program with a song that's appropriate for part of the discussion that we're going to be talking about. And uh, Uncle Trump, a.k.a. Uncle Sam, is facing an onslaught that is both domestic and abroad. And pathetically, we're having to deal with people that instead of trying to be resistance, I guess we could say, they are trying to stop anything that this president does. Now, as we are on the air, he is announcing his nominee. I will tell you that I've heard a couple of different things today from people in the know and the truth is, nobody's really in the know. No. Um, They're standing up in. Here he comes. Every, okay. 
We are going to pause. Let's see. Is he coming out? He's stepping to the podium. All right. POTUS is on the podium. And we are going to go dark for just a moment and hear what the president has to say. Stand by. Tonight I speak to you from the East Room of the White House regarding one of the most profound responsibilities of the President of the United States, and that is the selection of a Supreme Court Justice. I've often heard that other than matters of war and peace, this is the most important decision a President will make. The Supreme Court is entrusted the safeguard of the crown jewel of our republic, the Constitution of the United States. Twelve days ago, Justice Anthony Kennedy informed me of his decision to take serious opening new vacancy. For more than four decades, Justice Kennedy served our nation with incredible passion and devotion. I'd like to thank for a lifetime of distinguished service. Where'd you go, Barbara? Leave it unpaused. We... Believe it or not, this is one time that you being deep helps out. Oh, okay. Last year, I nominated Judge Neil Gorsuch to replace the late and great Justice Anthony <laughs> Chose Justice Gorsuch because I knew that he, just like Justice Scalia would be a faithful servant of our Constitution. We are honored to be joined tonight by Justice Scalia's beloved wife, Maureen. (laughs) Somebody turn their TV up that's not going to cut out. Okay, appointed by a president who understood that the best defense of our liberty and a judicial branch, immune from political prejudice, were judges and apply as written. That president happened to be Ronald Reagan. This evening's announcement we are joined by Ronald Reagan's Attorney General, Edwin East. Ed Meese was an interesting dude. Yeah. Did I speak for everyone? Thank you for everything you've done to protect our nation's great legal heritage. In keeping with President Reagan's legacy, I do not ask about a nominee's personal opinions. What matters is not a judge's political views, but whether they can set aside those views to do what the law and the Constitution require. I am pleased.
I have found, without doubt, such a person. Tonight, it is my honor and privilege to announce that I will nominate Judge Brent Kavanaugh. To yeah, be Kavanaugh, who I figured he'd go with. We figured that. Well, there you have it, folks. It will be Judge Brett Kavanaugh as the next nominee to the United States Supreme Court. I agree with the president not asking personal opinions on things because no judge in their right mind is going to answer that question. Right. Um, As a matter of fact, their statement is going to be, uh, my opinion is formed based on case law. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't agree more with that assessment. He's very young. Yeah, he is. Well, they're being chosen that way. <laughs> Trump is making sure that his legacy is going to be known <laughs> for a while. Mm-hmm. However, that legacy gets left. <laughs> um, you know, however history ends up judging him, but uh, I'm I'm of the impression history is going to judge him fairly favorably. Mm-hmm. The only thing that conservatives are going to have a problem with, and they're wrong on this, was his decision back in 2011 on Obamacare. But if you read his opinion very closely. He did not in so many words, but we're saying it's unconstitutional. But everybody's ready to, you know, smear him because of that opinion. Are you talking about Roberts? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about Kavanaugh and his opinion on the uh, Obamacare. That particular ruling in itself wasn't a bad ruling. No, it wasn't. I thought it held to the letter of the law. But I still say that Obama pressured almost the Supreme Court to vote in his favor. Oh, I believe he blackmailed Roberts. Oh, yeah, because I remember him coming out and saying, I can't believe a Supreme Court would come down on the side and deem this unconstitutional. I remember that as if it happened yesterday. And I said, he's trying to sway the court. Well, of course he is. In the matter of public opinion, that's how you do business. Not the Supreme Court. Well, it's still, no matter what court, you always want to try and sway that court. They are human, after all. I know, but... So, a couple of things before we get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's program. Uh, For those of you that tuned in for deep, in-depth analysis of the Supreme Court pick, forget it. Uh, You're going to get that crap over the next little bit with all the news channels out there. As a matter of fact, most of the op research on all of this has already been done. Um, now the knives come out. 
The president's mm-hmm. going to go on a goodwill tour starting tomorrow, getting the judge talked up, getting the public support behind the judge. Um, listen, for those of you that are worried about Roe v. Wade with Judge Kavanaugh, don't be. It ain't going nowhere. And I'm going to tell you, like I told somebody earlier, they could nominate nine Ted Cruz's, nine Mike Lee's, nine you pick the pro-life person, put nine of them on that bench, and Roe v. Wade still stands the test of time. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you that you're going to be shocked, but that I happen to agree with something that transpired today. Cuomo. Anybody know who that guy is? In New York? Oh, yeah. Queermo has decided to sign a reproductive rights bill. It's an executive order in the state of New York. Guess what? I applaud and agree with that ruling or that decision. Why? Can anybody tell me why? One reason and one reason only. It doesn't protect the babies. Okay, that's not the bigger issue here. What's the bigger issue? Come on. I know there's enough Republicans out there that can answer this question. They're not seen in New there are 19 enumerated powers. Anything outside of those 19 enumerated powers are left to the states. States. We have been, as a collective group, as far as Republicans go, yelling at the top of our lungs that social issues should be dealt with on a state level. I happen to agree with that. If the state of New York wants to... Um, deal with reproductive rights on a state level, they've done that today. Hey, let them, let them have at it. Believe it or not. Better. I'm sorry? Not for the better. It's not up to us. We're not in the state of New York. It's a way of him protecting Roe versus Wade. It may very well be. But the point, But the talk. point that I'm trying to make is that we've always said that the state, each state, should be able to uh, deal with this and address it in the way that they want. Okay, unlike marriage, it doesn't transcend. It Marriage transcends state lines, so it had to have a federal ruling on it. Okay, now was it the wrong ruling? Yes, it was, and there's a way to get around that, but... On abortion, each state can set their own guidelines. If you don't like what the deal is in one state, go to another and get the procedure. Yeah, but Roe versus Wade is now federal. <laughs> I understand that. The, the way you beat out Roe v. Wade without touching it, and I said this the other day and I'll say it again, bring abortion clinics up to the same standards as hospitals and require that the physicians that work in those facilities be on staff with a licensed hospital. Yeah. You'll solve you'll solve that problem. Yeah. You'll solve that problem. 
Okay, and there are okay. several states, uh, Texas, Tennessee, Oklahoma, a bunch of your Midwestern states, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, all have laws on the books requiring that very thing. Uh, however, the implementation of that rule is on hold, pending a Supreme Court case that most likely will be in this next term. So if you're wondering why the Democrats are screaming so loud over R.V. Wade, this is it. But R.V. Wade's not up for question. What's up for question is does the states have the right to require that the Planned Parenthood facilities or others be required to maintain hospital-type standards for those procedures? Hey, that's now, why John Rivers died, not just abortion clinics. That's exactly why Joan Rivers died. And look at Michael Jackson. They were given propofol in his home with no medical equipment there whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I I have to tell you, I don't think Roe v. Wade's the issue here. I know that's what they're yelling at, trying to get the women up in arms. It's my, my body. Oh, yeah, but they're going they're to use this to raise money. That's all well, I know. I got I got news for you. Abortion is not a strong wedge issue anymore. It's just not. I don't even Abort- know why it's an issue anymore because you get free daggone birth control pills. You can go to the health department and get a box of condoms. I mean, if you're too trifling lazy to put a pill down your guzzard uh, and have to go kill a baby. They had something you're, else you're down their guzzard and couldn't fit the pill. <laughs> Now, well, I'm going to share this story. Many of y'all know the type of work I do. and So I had a phone call the other day about uh, morning after pill. Now, for those of you that may have have an FSA or limited FSA or dependent care FSA, a couple of things for you to know. Number one, your company determines the rules for these, not you. Number two, it is not your account. It's your company's account. Number three, you are the only owner of that account. Your spouse, your children cannot call and be like, I'm on it too. No, they ain't. They are rejectos that you have to give permission to. Okay? So I get a phone call about the morning after pill. Well, praise be unto the Lord that there are some companies that will not allow your FSA to cover the morning after, or RU486 uh, is what it's officially called. RU486 is the chemical makeup. Um, And true to its term, it is the morning after pill. In order to use your FSA, uh, you have to work for a company that allows it. Um, Catholic, any Catholic company, Dignity Health, which is all Catholic, does not allow it. Uh, UHS, has recently stopped it being covered on their FSA. We got a memo on that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a lot of your big companies, um, most of your small ones. So it is a limited. Disney allows it. As a matter of fact, Disney is very, uh, yeah, Disney is very liberal in how they do things. Uh, but. Uh, abortions, too, by the way, is another thing I get a lot of calls about. Um, 
we do still have to deal with with some, but not many. But I guess the point I'm uh, the point I'm trying to make with all this is that um, there's protections in place. There's companies out there, there are states out there that, whereas you don't have the right to take away the right to an abortion, because you don't, but there's no law in the books that says you can't make it a little more difficult. So we may not like what New York does, but New Yorkers and New York has every right to determine the way they want to govern their state and what they allow within their borders and what they don't. The same with Arkansas, the same with Tennessee, the same with Oklahoma, same with Florida. And anybody that wants to infringe upon that is not a constitutionalist, no matter what your religious preference. And that's just simple, simple as that. All right, we've already spent way too much time on this. So... Tonight's the, the bulk of tonight's simulcast is going to talk about truth in politics and when the truth is a lie but the truth and the truth is a lie but the lie is the truth. And if anybody could follow that, good luck. I couldn't follow it, I'm the one that said it. So for those of you that are living in the 57 states, of the U.S. of A. and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Well, they can't really see their mail pieces after dark because they still don't have any power. Mm-hmm. But they try to get their mail during the day so they can see it. But anyway, in the mail right about now and over the next uh, four months, you're going to get mail pieces. Some mail pieces are going to be bright and shiny and really catch your eye. Others are going to be dark, black and white and only a couple of colors, and in the bottom corner, you're going to see the picture of a candidate, and you're going to say, paid for by such and such a committee to elect, blah, blah, blah. Anybody got any of those yet? Yeah. Yeah. I got them. Well, I wanted to talk about them, because I've, I've heard some people say something about some ads being run, and some mail pieces, and whatnot, and let me tell you that, number one, a political candidate, a public figure of any sort, whether you're a campaign manager or otherwise, if somebody lies about you in a mail piece, there is not one damn thing you can do about it. You cannot sue for defamation. You cannot sue for anything. You're in the public realm, suck it up, buttercup, and move on. Number two, if you get this mail piece in the mail, you can read it if it's bright and shiny. It's going to be very positive of the candidate that sent it to you. If it is a dark black and white, it is going to be very negative of the candidate that didn't send it to you. Check it out. That's the way it always is. So there's one out there right now. A lot of states do, they pay their legislators a certain amount of money, and then when they're in session... Well, they have to go to the Capitol on business. They get to claim a per diem. Now, some states um, allow, I know of one state that allows nearly $300 a day. Wow. But they pay their people chump change. Then in the state of Tennessee, you're allowed $179 a day, 
with a base salary of 19.5. So if you were to claim 300 days of per diem plus your 19.5, you'd make right around $80,000. So there's a mail piece that came out on a state uh, rep here, and it says that this state rep is on the record as saying that Tennessee legislators are some of the lowest paid legislators in the state and basically defending the taking of the $179 a day. Well, this male piece seeks it out to be that he's not a conservative Republican and that he's basically pocketing money from the government and he's going there for his own self-enrichment and not his own or not to represent his constituents. So it was brought to my attention, and there were some questions about how could somebody get, in, you know, how could somebody get by with sending out this pack of lies? Well, first little secret: if somebody's trying to sign into the message board using the ragtag login, stop. Uh, Here's the thing. That mail piece is telling you the truth. What he said, the amount of money he collected, it's all true. So what they've done is they've taken the truth and they've twisted it to fit what they want. To make it seem like he's like, ha, 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 we are the lowest paid, so it is okay to take money. But let me go ahead and tell you why the truth here is a lie, but the lie is the truth. The truth is the lie because they make it out to be like he has a choice. When you go to the legislature and you go in, you sign in for the day, you're put down for the per diem. Okay? It's just there. It happens. It's part of the process. Number two. Um, I do know that um, a lot of the legislators give some of it back. I know a guy in Johnson County. He's the furthest away, and he uh, anyway. So. Oh, Mark is joining us. All Republicans should be tarred and feathered, according to uh, our guest. Anyway, so the the long and the short of it is, yes, he takes the $80,000. No, there's really no way around it. He can donate the per diem money if he wants to, but I happen to agree with him. You go spend six months of your year stuck in Nashville, no matter how close or how far you live away, your business is put on the back burner, and you know what? Until Tennessee and other states that offer the per diems choose to do a flat salary and do away with the per diems, you're going to have this issue. And I don't blame any of them for taking them. As a matter of fact, some of his largest critics have taken well over $120,000, $130,000 a year in per diems. Sherry Jones, Craig Fitzhugh, uh, just to name a couple. Now, why is the lie the truth? The lie is the implication that 
he's there, and he's making money off of being there, off the suffrage of the people. Well, that's a true statement. And whereas they're lying about how he's doing it, and he's clapping his hands going all the way to the bank, so to speak, he's elected to do a job. He's being paid to do that job. And these are the avenues of which he's being offered to be paid. If you go to the Capitol and you do the state's business, take the per diem. If you don't, don't lie and don't take the per diem. Simple as that. As sad as it is, I asked uh, Representative Campfield one time what constituted a visit to the office, and he told me that if you're in there for five minutes, you get the per diem. Mm. Now, do I think that needs to be changed? Absolutely. Okay, anybody got a bright, shiny mail piece in the mail yet? No. It's not. It's it's unusual to get the bright, shiny ones until right before early voting. So, well, I've got several Dawn White um, pieces. For some reason, she's gone to. uh, medium blue and just a little bit darker blue and white um, direct mail piece. Soft colors appealing on the eye, not too gaudy, and would appeal to the older crowd, yeah. Yeah, she has sent out a ton of them. I get one at least once a week and have gotten one for the last two or three weeks. Good. The establishment riders in Rutherford County are... um, from a political standpoint, it's a great move. I'm not talking about the candidate itself. It's a great move. So there's a commercial out. Uh, again, going to utilize. I'm, I'm going to go to several different states for this, but we'll start close to home, so to speak. There's a political ad out by uh, House Speaker Beth Harwell. And in it, she shows a picture of her being sworn in as the first uh, female speaker. She then goes on to talk about, we made promises, and she talks about the promise of her not raising taxes, and then she closes out with balanced eight state, eight straight budgets. Well, the truth of the matter is, it's the truth. She did, in fact, oversee eight balanced budgets. However, it's a lie because our balanced budgets were being balanced long before she ever took over because we have a constitutional amendment that requires our balance, our budgets to be balanced at the end of our fiscal year. Mm-hmm. So on June 30th, our books have to be squared up even, Stephen. It didn't really have anything to do with her leadership. It had nothing to do with her leadership. But it implies that it did. Now, don't get yeah. me wrong. Beth Harwell's a decent person, okay? Um, would she make a good governor? No. But she's a good person. Not so, even near. Neither would Diane Black. Well, get used to saying governor, Black, because that's what it's about to be. Well, and for, for the record, the political Superman who knows politics better than most anybody on this call or in this listening audience, 
will tell you she is the most qualified person to sit in the governor's chair, and he will be voting for her, albeit absentee, because I will be a bit indisposed on that day. Anyway, so uh, not that we're going to talk about particular Jake candidates. But I'm Early sorry. voting starts Friday. I know that. But Diane Black is the is the next governor of this state. And when she wipes the floor with Carl McDean, all she's got to do is piss him off. He'll look like he's about to have a heart attack and nobody will vote for him. Uh, I won't vote for. Huh? I won't vote for. Well, you got the right to be wrong. We allow that in this state. Constitution gives you that right. Okay, How is she so qualified? How is she the, qualified? She voted against the wall. Okay. Did you actually look at the bill that she voted against? No. So until you start squawking about bills, before you start squawking, go research them. And then you come back to me and tell me if you would have voted for that bill. Because I will tell you right now, I wouldn't have. I told them take that bill and stick it. And I don't blame her for voting against it. Listen, you want to talk about somebody that pulled herself up by her bootstraps, and I don't give a damn if when she got married or had, her husband had a little money. So what if he did? A little, a little. Okay. Very a little. So what if he did? I don't care what she is now. I'm glad she's a millionaire. You know what goes to show? She started out Wait, with nothing, became a nurse. There, but don't be saying that you're a poor little pauper princess. Yeah. She was when she got married to him. Well, she wasn't poor. We're not going to say poor because she worked hard as a nurse and, and made her way. I'll give her that. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm tell you something. And this, this, I'll, I'll give a defense to nurses, even LPNs on this one. Okay? <laughs> they work hard. Granted, LPNs work harder wiping butts and, you know, changing oh, bedpans. Oh, you're uh, going to get in trouble again. You're going to get in trouble again. <laughs> well, I gotta make sure everybody stays. Well, can't resist it, can you? Yeah. I'm trying to throw her a compliment. She's over there squawking about something she don't know nothing about. Read the bill. When and everybody knows, I was no fan of Diane Black when she first ran. As a matter of fact, I helped Luann Zelnick until she dove off the deep end. I think. I don't crack with Diane Black. Well. That's the way it's going to be on election day. I don't crack with Diane Black. Well, when when you look at that, when you look at the alternatives, without you know getting too much in the statewide thing. Does she have to get fifty plus one? Bill Lee doesn't have enough sense to get out of bed. I didn't Randy, ask you about Bill Lee. I just said does she have to get fifty plus one? No. Nope. Why not? Why in this not? case, it's. 33% plus one does not require a 50% mandate in this state. All she, has to do, all she has to do is get one more vote than the other one. There's like 20 people running for governor. Have you seen all the stupid names on there? Um, I've seen... They want still in there. It's different on each state or on each county. It's different in each county because the ballot I saw for governor in this county doesn't have near as many on it 
As a matter of fact, I think the top ones were, as a matter of fact, it finished off with your perennial guy. Oh, what's his name? Basile. Um, you should see the Bedford County and Rutherford County sample ballots. My God. I saw... Uh, Can you get six okay. pages, Barbara? Yeah, there were 16 pages in Rutherford County, 10 pages in Bedford County. But the the point is is that several of those several of those are just a lot of names on the ballot. Yeah. But Diane Black Diane Black's in great shape given her name, where it sits on the ballot, and yeah, she starts on she, the ballot. She does she outdoes Boyd. But Randy Randy's got his own issues, and Randy needs to do well. Huh? La Raza Randy. Well, uh, up here we call him more than that, but that's his nickname, La Raza Randy. But I am uh, I want to see Diane win. Well, I'll give you an example of another ad that doesn't necessarily speak the whole truth. There's an ad out there about Diane Black where they're flushing money down the toilet. Yeah, I love it. Now it is a good ad if on on the outset. You're, you listen just to the ad, you'd think this Diane Black's the worst person on the face of the earth. But when you go looking at what they're talking about and why she did what she did in the legislature, it's a whole different ballgame. And the point I'm trying to make with this stuff is that that's the whole point of these mailers. It's not to tell the truth. It's to take a grain of truth and flip it to what you want it to be. Okay? In Texas right now, on both sides of the senatorial race out there, there are mail pieces flying back and forth. As a matter of fact, Carl Rove is laughing all the way to the bank. Really? Because his his mail company by his mail piece company is the one cracking up most of them in the United States. <laughs> on your big ones? Carl Rove is Carl Rove is just like, show me the money. Wow. But there are there have been nearly 43 mail pieces run back and forth between the Democrat and the Republican in Texas. And on Truth Watch, which tends to lean Republican, they've got Cruz's truth at about 32% and his opponent, El Bino, at uh, 48%. Wow. So neither one of them. Running a spectacular. Hey, let's tell the truth That's about the other. That's the state of affairs right there. That's the state of affairs. I didn't hear you. I said that's a sad state of affairs right there. But well, it gets worse. You go out to you go out to Arizona. It gets worse. New Mexico is worse. Um, New York, not so bad. It's kind of interesting. The biggest issue going on in New York right now, and they're they're both above fifty percent, is Cynthia Nixon and De Blasio. Uh-huh. Now, if anybody thinks that uh, she's going to come anywhere near to winning, don't because she ain't. She ain't. But it is kind of interesting. No, so, De Blasio will will buy that one. Um, the other thing too. Do you think that Ted's going to pull this out? Yeah, but by his skin, it'll be the skin of his teeth. Oh. 
So will you explain to our listening audience the difference between soliciting and politicking? Okay. Let me, yeah, let me clear that up. There's been a lot of that going around in a lot of races. Just because your apartment building complex, condo units, subdivision, have a no soliciting sign parked in the front, doesn't mean a thing to politics. Political campaigns are exempt from no soliciting. Political campaigns are exempt from the do not call registry. Political campaigns are exempt from the time frames. Um, just in case anybody didn't know, you can make a solicitation call between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., Monday through Sunday. Okay. Uh, political campaigns can call you at 3 o'clock in the morning if they want to. <laughs> I would not recommend it. You will lose some votes. But if you're out knocking doors, handing out literature, and they got no soliciting, be just simply say, I do apologize. And if they really want to push it, be like, look here, bub, political campaigns are exempt. Find out their address, get their get their telephone number, put it on a robo-dialer, and have it dial your opponent's campaign. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have... I have known that to be done in certain presidential campaigns in 2000 and 2004. Al Gore made Al Gore made a bunch of robocalls into the deep, deep south at about 3:30 in the morning. Oh no! In 2004, I know that John Kerry made approximately 2.6 million robocalls in the space of two weeks before somebody figured out that there was an auto dialer somewhere that was set to start calling people at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. Flip, flop, flip, flop. Don't ever get caught doing that, by the way. Mm-mm-mm. Well, uh, the Swift Boat veterans, oh. their 527 ads, there was truth in their ads, but part of it was a lie. It worked, though. It did work. Painted John Kerry as a limp-wristed Northeasterner. What hurt him the most was him out there sailboating. Yeah. That was like the greatest ad when when, uh, Carl Rove came up with that. It showed uh, who would you rather have in time of war, and it shows John Kerry in flip-flops and sandals, and then President Bush in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. There was really no comparison after that. They had those billboards all over the South. It was great. I know they spent a little over $2 million running those billboards on Lamar billboards. Oh, it was great. Oh, my God. So the key thing when you're out knocking doors and campaigning and doing the various things that you do, excuse me, be respectful of your audience. Be respectful of the people that you uh, are representing and that you're trying to reach because is, you know, I, I... if you've got two or three in a community that gets upset because you're soliciting, fine. You don't necessarily want to lose their vote. Um, just be like, I apologize and continue on your way. Mm-hmm. Same with the phone call. If somebody gets mad because you call them, I'm on the do not call registry. Just sign them up to receive robocalls from your opponent. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. I would dare say that some of those people, the ones that are the complaining, 
they're either from another party and are they're not even registered to vote. In some cases, that's a true statement. Uh, I know when we used to cross voter vault with certain addresses, when we were in the early part of the bullseye, we could tell, and a lot of the pushback we got were from people that did not vote, were not registered to vote, or were registered in different areas to vote and hadn't bothered to register where they were. Oh, there's a little girl at Dunkin' Donuts. i got to take a voter's registration back to. She's 20 years old, not registered to vote. And I said, honey, people die for you to have the opportunity to vote. You need to register to vote. It is free. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you, contrary to what you hear a lot of candidates do and campaign people, I did not just go and try to register any anybody to vote. If if I tried to register people to vote, they had to have some kind of sense. Well, There's nothing worse than registering the dingbat blonde from Oklahoma, Arkansas, you know, Alabama, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. That doesn't know what the hell they're going to do in the voting booth. I think this, this young lady was probably from a different party, but I don't think that she was stupid. Well, if they're from a different party, the way you handle that, and I'll tell you a little secret, and most people don't realize this, even if they're from a different party, if you're the only person that reached out to them, you'll have their vote until the day you don't run again. <laughs> they may disagree with everything your party stands for, but because you chose to reach out to them and they are on a personal connection with you, mm-hmm. you'll have yeah. their vote. Yep. Well... I really think more people should register to vote because I had two um, seasoned ladies today um, tell me that uh, they historically didn't register to vote because it was connected to jury duty. What? (laughs) I said, well, as a matter of fact, I said, we just had that very question come up at the um, election commission when I went down to inspect the machines on the um, 5th of of July, 5th or 6th of July, it's Friday, Uh, and he said, no, that that was not a true statement, that your voter's registration is not connected to jury duty, that it was your driver's license. Yeah. Which is crazy because I have never, ever been called. Oh, I have. I'm going for July 26th. But when they, realize, when they realize who you are, Barbara, you don't have to worry about being in. <laughs> hey, just pop, by the, pop by the condo. Uh, if I'm not here, I'll put a book out on the front porch, and it can be um, Mark Levin or Ted Cruz, or... Oh, I, got, I got Sean Hannity's book. Sean Hannity. You know, just take any of those with you, and uh, I guarantee you they will <laughs> let you go. Now, what you need to do is take a book in there that says the five steps, the five steps to an effective death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. I told you what I was going to say. 
Do you believe in a death penalty? Yes, I'm a nurse and I'm proficiently starting IVs. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes, yes, I believe when there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> yep. That's right. I in the words of in the words of Clint Eastwood, hang 'em high. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Be like, look over at the judge and be like, look, or look at the DA. Be like, look, my philosophy is, hang 'em high. Let God sort them out. Yeah. Hang 'em high. Hang 'em low. <laughs> You'd I be learned. off that grand jury so fast your head would spin. Oh, I know. I learned yesterday. Uh, well, that's good to know. Back. After all these years, you learned something. Boss lady, are you on this call? <laughs> oh, boss lady. I learned that Alexander Hamilton was your third cousin twice removed related to King George II and was doinking Queen Victoria at the same time he was courting Martha Washington? No. Oh, okay. No. Alexander Hamilton and John Adams <clears throat> did not believe in political parties. Correct. And, in fact, they said that it would cause divisiveness in the country. Right. That it would cause the ruination of the country, actually, is what they said. Right. Interesting fact. Well, I'm wondering if Alexander Hamilton's judgment can be trusted. I mean, look what happened to him. Yeah, I know. Him and Aaron Burr. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need to do these days. We need to let people settle their disputes with duels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Let them put on a thing yeah. to protect all major arteries, you know, major body parts. But, I mean, seriously, if you get your arm cut off, get your arm cut off. Wow. Somebody steal something, cut their hand off. I mean, seriously. Would you like to discuss um, uh, Pelosi losing her mind today? Well, she's going to avenge Obama. You know, one can be left to wonder what the hell she meant by that statement. Yeah. That, that's but Democrats have now said that they're even willing to sacrifice Senate seats yeah, to, keep, to keep Trump's nominee off the court. But listen, I'm just going to tell you. You do not have to have a 60-vote mark. And because they did not nominate Barrett, okay, all 51 Republicans are in lockstep right now, and you're probably... I thought Kentucky I thought Kentucky broke ribs isn't uh, going to vote for him. Who, Kavanaugh? I wouldn't worry about that because West Virginia will. Mm-hmm. Um, is it North Dakota? West Virginia, North Dakota, uh, Claire McCaskill might. But she doesn't even have a vote in the confirmation. So why is she losing her mind? I mean, Who, you know. Pelosi? They're playing yeah. politics. 
They think that this is going to get them votes. Yeah. That's what this whole thing is. And if this process is done, if this process is done by the midterms, which I'm I'm almost certain it's going to be done. Oh yeah. Uh before October. Remember a 4-4 vote of the Supremes it fails. Mhm. Remanded automatically back to the lower court. Mm-hmm. There are cases coming up that they do not want a 4-4 jury verdict. Texas, you can go ahead and get off my call. I would love to know how he does that. Did Mark really say all Republicans should be charged and feathered? Yeah, that was him. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. What the hell is that? That's that asshole from Texas. Tell us how you really feel. Texas, just go away, will you please? Go bring somebody else's call. That's how they work. When that new format comes up, they won't be able to do that. They have a new format that they're getting ready to put in place. They're not going to be able to do it. Wow. He's gone. Every time he would try to unmute, I'd just mute him back. But, yes, they're, they're, um, there is a new platform coming out. And when it does, there's going to be some more security features that's going to allow us to do away with people. See, there's people that follow this program mm-hmm. that I can't stop them from seeing whenever it goes on the air. Uh-huh. So when they, the way it's set up now, we can't block them. But we can when the new platform goes live. See, I tried to get on the call using my other passwords, and I can't find the call. I don't know. Okay. Well, right now there are other calls that take precedent over ours. Well, I even type it in to find it, and it said no scheduled calls for Ragtag Patriots. Was it scheduled? It didn't. That's why I was signed in under Ragtag. <laughs> but it screws you up, so. Well, you're right. I don't see it. See? Now, that's a bit on the interesting side. Yeah. All right, is there any other political area anybody wants to cover? I don't think so. I think we've covered it all, sir. Yeah. All right, well, in that case, let's call it a night here on our simulcast between Political Straight Talk and Ragtag Radio. On behalf of the Board of Directors of Ragtag, we'd like to say, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. For those of you uh, on the Political Straight Talk side, We thank you. Remember to thank a 
soldier for without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank the families of those same said soldiers for without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. And you know what? In all truth, thank your nurses and your doctors because they do a hard job with a lot less thanks than they truly deserve in circumstances that are not optimal. So to all our ends and doctors, thank you very much. And for FBNs, well, thank you for what you do too. Good night, everybody. Did you hang up? Oh my gosh! Oh. I They're driving me crazy over this. Mom demands action. Who's driving you crazy? They keep sending stuff. Wanting to know if I'm coming to the thing. I told her I was sending her a statement that I was not coming. Well, tell me ain't coming. And don't give them a statement either. No. They're small enough that it's not, they're not. They don't have anybody up here. I've talked to, like, three gun stores up here and around here, and nobody's heard of them. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it. I ain't. I, I ain't. I ain't even. Mark F nine three four dot M F at Gmail. That's my little man who can't even spell solicitation. <laughs> 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 oh God! I don't need you. All right, guys, I gotta run to the ladies' room. Okay. See you later, Barbara. Tune in tomorrow night. You need to look up. I'm going to be on the League of Women Voters tomorrow night, six o'clock. Okay, YouTube. I don't know if it's on YouTube, but it'll be on like that RCTV, Rutherford County TV. Okay. Like the local, local, local. Super channel, not the network. Okay. So pray for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm invisible, invisible duct tape over my mouth. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. And my friend C said, Rhino down, D-O-W, N, Rhino down. We're going to put a, a poll and see if he's going to like, actually show up. Mm. Ducking down thus far. Apparently, they've rescued some more boys. What's the count up to now? Seven. Oh, I thought it was up to eight. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see, let me see. Everybody else hung up? No. You stopped it from recording yet. I thought you stopped it from recording. No. Oh. No, Justin Bieber is engaged. Aren't we thrilled? Um. Yeah. 
Who's he engaged to? Huh? Who is he engaged to? Haley Baldwin. Steve Baldwin's daughter. I can't find it now. Hmm. Oh, dear. All right, guys. Good night. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you Bye. Bye. Yeah, Cynthia Nixon called ICE a terrorist organization. Jesus. Yeah, they're trolling for votes. I can't find it. There. When people like that do and say that stuff, they're playing to their base, whether it's a Republican, whether it's a Democrat. They're playing to mm-hmm. their base. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he nominate Brett? Was that because of her religious background? But she got confirmed. Not a few months ago. Yeah, I don't know. Something's going on with the recording system. Because it will not shut off. Uh Uh-oh. All right, I'm just going to disconnect. It'll shut off automatically once everybody's off. Okay. So everybody hang up. Thank you all. all right. Have a good night. All right, bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.